Hello, everybody. Welcome to uh, the first in a brand new series we're going to do on Sunday nights for the next little season, 12 weeks, 16 weeks, something like that. Uh, and we'll see where it goes from there. But I, I want to, um, in this series, as, as you know, we're going to be talking about uh, sort of digging deeper into the question that we've been looking at on Sunday mornings together. And the, it's a question that Jesus asked the man at the pool of Bethesda who was in a very bad way, do you want to get well? And um, I, I've, we've been talking about the depth of this question, that this is, a, this is a significant question. It's not a surfacey question. Because I think if you asked anybody, do you want to get well, their, their response would be, of course, whatever, whatever areas, you know, I, I don't, don't want to be where I'm at. I want to certainly be well. But it's a deeper question because it, it, it gets into the heart of situations. And, and the question is really... Um, do you want to change? Are you willing to change? Are you willing to do some things differently than you're doing? Are you willing to uh, trust in God in new ways? Are you, will you have faith? Will you, will you listen when He says, get up and take up your mat and walk? Will you, will you choose to do things His way? Or are we sort of hoping for uh, this kind of halfway sort of balance where um, we're kind of doing it his way, but we're kind of doing it our way. But, uh, but we'd like better results than we're getting, and so we're trying to kind of work all that out. Or, or are we really all in in the process, which is you know, the, the whole question. He was asking, you, are, you, are you all in, or, or do you want to just kind of do it in your own way, and how well is that working for you? And I think that's the reality of what we face and what we deal with in different areas of our lives. And um, the way that we've been coming at this is, is in, in looking at it as a spiritual battle, which is what it is. Um, we're involved in, a, in an intense spiritual battle. Um, Jesus has come that we might have life and have it to the full. We looked at that, John 10.10. It's one of those verses. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. So Jesus has come that we may have full and abundant life. And there's a very real adversary who wants to steal that life from you. And, you know, the premise is this, that at the cross, Jesus defeated the enemy. Um, the enemy is still operating, even though he's defeated, until Jesus comes back again. But in this in-between time, he's still at work. But he's been more or less rendered powerless. Um, all he has left uh, is tricks and lies and schemes and deceptions. And yet he's really good with those things. And, and he has a way of, of using those tricks and those lies to keep us from experiencing the life that we can experience in Jesus. And, and, and so I, I bring all that up to make this point for all of you, because to me that this is a significant motivation for change. Um, when I understand and realize that I have a very real enemy who's trying to steal life from me, and I realize that he's been successful in a lot of different areas in my life, that gives me the motivation to go, well, wait, wait, I don't want him to take any more of my life than, than he already has. No, no more to that. I want the life, the full life, the abundant life that Jesus has promised me. In the midst of a, a broken world, you know, a fallen world, broken planet, and I know there's, there's things that are beyond certainly my control and, and things happen, and, and, and yet I, I don't want to um, get caught up in a, in a flow that steals life from me. And, and yet it's easy to do, and I think it's a significant part of what we, what we deal with here in this part of our lives. And so um, in the last few years, in really, really digging into this question and spending time and praying, 
these five areas that we're going to talk about in um, our, our weeks together, um, I think are significant in bringing into balance, some sort of balance, in order to keep us more tuned in to the whisper of the Lord than the life-stealing lies of the enemy. Because that's what he's doing. So he's stealing our life by lying to us. And we've already looked at some of the, the tricks that he uses on Sunday mornings. We, you know, we talked about how he, uses, how he uses guilt, how he uses fear, how he uses worry, how he uses distractions, um, how he uses shame and, and pride. And then he gets us in this really bad situation and it just kind of cycles off. And, and I think as you start sort of connecting with those things, you begin to see how that happens. Like, you know, if you're, if you're afraid... Um, and because you've heard something or, and we have a tendency to sort of um, try and comfort ourselves in our fear and worry and so we'll turn to things that um, we have found in the past sort of bring us immediate relief because it feels scary to have to wait on the Lord and so we still want to have some measure of control in our lives and so we turn to things that aren't really good for us in trying to deal with these situations and then once we've taken matters in our own hands and and done things that we probably shouldn't have done um, because all of us are really good at that you know we've sinned then the enemy powers on top of that oh look what you've done and now we have guilt and shame and now we feel even worse and so we go back to try and make it better again in our own strength and this cycle just gets out of control in our lives and, the, and it's the enemy who sits back and laughs at that because he's just got us just caught, twisted and we, we end up just twisting around um, and, and losing life and see, to me, when we begin to understand that that's the heart of the matter that's the motivation for then changing and saying hey, you know, I want to do things differently. I don't want to continue in this process. And that this uh, impacts these five areas of our lives. And these five areas all impact each other. Uh, and, and two of them are uh, spiritual areas and three of them are physical areas. But they are so in, you know, interwoven that we need to be aware of each one of them in the process. And, and like I said, the areas are praying well, eating well, moving well, living well, and resting well. Um, I introduced this concept a couple of weeks ago, these five areas, in the story that we did about Elijah. And, uh, uh, you know, after he had stood up to the false prophets, and uh, then he went to, you know, see Jezebel's reaction when, she, when he found out that he just killed all, his, all of her false prophets, and, and her reaction, you know, he thought she would just crumble. She's a picture of the enemy in that story, just give up and walk away. But instead, she goes, who do you think you are, Elijah? And it just totally overwhelmed him and he took off running fearful. It's a picture of what the enemy does to us. He's been soundly defeated at the cross, but he hasn't just packed it up and left. He's, he's using those kind of tricks. Who do you think you are? And then we go, well, I, I, and we forget. And then we get all caught up in this, in this mess and we keep turning into our own strengths to try and fix us. So by talking about these areas over the next little season and how we can sort of get them in better balance... As we get these areas more in balance, I, I, it just helps us to get more tuned in to the whisper of the Lord that we talked about in that Elijah story, that, that God was in the whisper. And, and, and yet, the enemy, the adversary, he shouts. That's why we, we hear him so much. He's telling lies, but he's shouting them real loud. But the truth of the Lord is speaking to us in a gentle whisper. And so we just need to be able to settle down and connect in with what the Lord's doing in order to hear his voice and to bring balance into our lives. 
So um, mostly we're, we're, I want to do a little introduction um, today and then g- I'm going to give you some action points at the end of the day which we'll do at the end of every lesson and, and some areas that I'm, I'm hoping you'll start sort of moving into and um, in whatever particular area you have um, where because a lot of different issues in our life will fall in and out of these five sort of areas and, and so there's all sorts of areas that we need help in. But uh, whichever one it is that God can begin speaking to you about and helping you to make some changes uh, in those areas. Um, One of the things that I want to say is that in order to change, we have to be honest, um, really honest, and um, primarily with ourselves. Uh, I think we we have a way of uh, not always being honest with ourselves when we're stuck in a situation, and we, we, we rationalize it away. I love that word, rationalize. We tell ourselves rational lies. I'm, very, I'm famous for that. I tell myself rational lies about why I should do things that I shouldn't do. Um, and I, I perfect it in a lot of areas. And, and, and yet it's harmful. I mean, I, uh, the reality is we need to be honest with, with, with God so that we don't... Because when you rationalize it, then you give the, the enemy another place to step on and give you guilt and shame, which will cause you to continue to do things that you shouldn't. So... You know, one of the things I would suggest to you is, is that um, as you begin this, uh, that, that that would be on the forefront, that, that sometimes we, we don't like looking at the mess that we're in, and so we try and sort of cover it up or pretend it or whitewash it, and the best thing to do, and it's just between you and God, I'm not talking about announcing it to everybody, is start being completely honest with God. Now, most of you have known me for a while. So, you know, let's, let's, we'll, we'll cut right to the chase. I have a lot of issues, but one of my biggest issues throughout my adult life has been my weight. Um, I, I am just, just, just the reality. And I haven't, I don't talk about it on the Sunday mornings because I, I don't want people that are going to get really uncomfortable and don't want to hear that to have to sit through it. But you came to a special meeting I invited you to. <laughs> and you're here which means I can talk about it. And, and I want to be able to talk about it. And, and for us to deal with, you know, these things, and maybe that you can relate to it. Maybe your issue isn't, isn't that. And I've got other issues as well. Um, but whatever it is, we're, we're turning to things for comfort in our lives um, that really aren't good for us. Somewhere deep down, we know they're not really good for us, but we keep pushing that away because it's become so familiar. We're not sure what we would do um, in different directions. So I only say that about being honest. When it, when it came to me and, and to start looking at the things I was eating, I, I used to say things like, I, I don't understand it. I really don't eat all that much. <laughs> and I would think, I, I wonder what's wrong. Because I don't, I don't think I eat all that much. Um, but I was eating all the t- without realizing it. That was one of my issues. I, was, I, was, I, was, I would eat stuff and not even count it as eating because it, all that, that wasn't really anything. And... and uh, and then in trying to get honest with what I was eating and just starting to record it, it was painful for me because I, I, and then I, and then there was guilt and shame. And so I started sneaking food. That's, you know, I, I, and I would like, if I were out somewhere and I'd be going home for dinner, I would often stop at one of those convenience stores and get one of those horrendous sandwiches that had been wrapped up in there for like six weeks. And you know what I'm talking about? There's nothing really real in, you know? But I'm like, here you stick in the microwave. That's delicious. Fake cheese and all. And, and eat that as like a pre-dinner. And, you know, that didn't count. I was, oh, that doesn't count. Um, and, of course, it counts. Um, and then the shame, oh, I don't want to talk about it, you know, and try and hide it. And I'd stuff wrappers around. Isn't that? It's just crazy. Has anybody here ever hidden anything like that? Sure we have. 
If it's not food, it's whatever you turn to. Um, and so just starting to get honest with some of those things was, was significant, and yet it's where it starts. We've we got to get honest. Hey, we've got issues. If we're honest about them, um, that's, the, that's the really the, the one of the first places we, we start. You know, it, it's, it's about uh, humility. It's about a realization that we, we can't do it on our own. It's that we, we have some weaknesses that we need God's help in. And, and to quit trying to hide them and rationalize them away, just get honest about it. Man, we're a mess. We, we, we got some, some issues. And, and just starting to get some of that in our relationship, you know, with God, just getting honest with it, we'll, we'll begin this process significantly. Now, there's, there's two sins that we have a habit of falling into um, all the time. And um, these two keep us listening and buying into the life-stealing lies of the enemies. They're in Jeremiah 2.13. They're on that handout that I gave you. My people have committed two sins. They have forsaken me, the spring of living water, and have dug their own cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot hold water. Here's that same verse in the New Century Version. My people have done two evils. They have turned away from me, the spring of living water, and they've dug their own wells, which are broken wells that cannot hold water. I like that translation just because it's talking about a well. I wanted to call this the disciples' well. And, and I think this verse is such a great picture of what we do when we, we choose to live our way instead of God's way. See, we can experience in Him the water of life, life-giving water. Or we can choose to take in putrid, dirty water of our own making. And, and I think if we start getting that picture in our mind, I mean, what would you, just the obvious picture is, which would you rather have? You know, delicious, flowing, life-giving water from the spring of life that, that's just, you know, completely perfect and awesome? Would you rather have that water? Or would you rather, you know, go get some water that's been sitting, you know, in a hole and, and gotten disgusting and, and, and nasty and filled with germs and stuff? Would you rather have that? And yet that's a picture of what we do when we turn to our own devices and try and make life work in our own strength and turn to the things that we've always turned to. That's the picture. We're, we're, and, and the obvious answer, well, of course I want the living water. But every time we move in our own ways of trying to do things, that's what you need to think about. This is just another cup of life-stealing water. And it's, it's behind, the enemy's behind it all. And he's the one that wants me to drink this because it just keeps me away from the life that I can experience. And so, you know, it's, it's which would you rather drink? The, from the living well or from the, the wells that we make that can't hold water and end up giving us horrendous, nasty water that has no life in it whatsoever. So um, one of the things I want to do, I like things that help me remember um, why I'm doing what I'm doing. Like at, at our, you know, we have a, our mission statement here in the church is one more. Most of you know that. I like simple mission statements. And, and then I, you know, over time, we've, we've connected with the verse that I actually read this morning, 2 Corinthians 5, 21, that God made sin who had no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. And so that 5, 2, 1 has become what we do all the time, right? Be thankful for five things. Encourage two people every day so we can get one more lost child back to death. If you've ever been here, you've seen me do that, right? I like that because it helps me remember the, the whole idea of our mission, you know, that if I'm thankful for what God's doing in my life, then I get outside myself and encourage two people, knowing that my mission is to bring people back to the Father, um, that, that, that I'm on target, so I do those things. Well, in, in thinking about this, um, 
I, and I, I like things that complete themselves. It's a big deal to me. I always am telling people around me to finish their circles. Um, does that frustrate you if somebody starts something and doesn't finish it? Or if somebody takes something and uses it and doesn't put it back where it was? Does that bother anybody else? Uh, and uh, No. Yeah. <laughs> Some of my friends are going like this. Uh, not that I know anybody who ever does that who comes to my house and borrows my tools and I never see them again. But um, <laughs> I don't know anyone like that. Or, you know, over here at the church facility, when something is where it's supposed to be and it has a spot, and when you need it, it's just never in that spot because someone has taken it. Does it, I'm, you know what I'm saying, right? So I'm, I'm big on, and I just, and I don't, it's, it's not, it's just like, I, um, this is what I would say. Finish your circle. Just, just finish that back up. If you get something, take it, use it, and then, boop, bring it back. Fit, circle, complete it. Life is better. All is well. Finish your circle. So anyway, I, I like things that kind of complete. So we're at five, two, one, right? So, so in order to press in this, this is what I've been thinking about this. So, so as one more, that's me. I'm one more. I'm, I've been brought in to the kingdom of God. I have to choose between which well I'm going to drink all the time. These two, two things. Which well I'm going to drink? God's living water or am I going to choose water of my own making? And that in order to choose wisely and drink living water, I have these five areas that I need to really start working on in my life. Praying well, eating well, moving well, resting well, and living well. And so I complete the circle. I'm thankful for five things. I encourage two people every day so I can get one more lost child back to dead. As one more myself, I got to work on these two things that are, that are holding me back all the time. Am I, am I going to choose his well or my own? And to choose his well, I have these five areas that I want to start working on significantly. Praying well, eating well, moving well, resting well, living well. So that's what we're going to dig into together, these areas. Um, Three of them, as I said, are are about physical areas of our life. Two are spiritual. All linked together, all extremely important. 1 Timothy 4.8 says, For physical training is of some value... But godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. The King James actually says this about, it says, for, for physical training, profiteth, profiteth little. And it looks like it's of no profit, but that's not what it means. It, there is profit in physical things. Um, it's just not as profitable as eternal things, which just makes sense because the, the eternal things are just that. They're eternal. But it doesn't mean we're to neglect them because they all sort of fit together in this life. But the spiritual areas that we're going to talk about have a longer-lasting sort of impact. First Timothy 4.8, today's English version says, Physical exercise has some value. Spiritual exercise is valuable in every way because it promises life both for the present and for the future. So, so these things are, are connected and we need to be aware of them and um, you know, make sure that we're focused on those. But these, the spiritual areas need to have priority in our lives, um, but not to neglect the other areas of our life. And, and the reality is, I, and I believe this with all my heart, uh, the, as you get the, the spiritual levels, uh, the spiritual disciplines in your life moving in a better direction, then God helps you get the other areas in balance. That's my experience. That uh, when, when you decide to get well and, and stop allowing the enemy to steal life from you, and you realize, you know, you're not too busy to incorporate more time with God. You're, you're not, you're just, it's not worth all the other weird distractions in your life. Um, as that area starts to build and grow, um, then he empowers you to move 
in the other areas, which makes sense when you think about it like this verse, Isaiah 40, 28 through 31. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Those who hope in the Lord, those who wait on the Lord, those who spend time with Him, He then moves into every other area of our lives. And, and, and getting these five areas into balance will have an impact on how we experience both the now and the forever life that we have in Christ. And, and I wrote in my notes here, ask me how I know. But I got a picture of me. This was a baptism in August 2010. That's me. So, uh, and I, I thought it was a great picture because I'm, I'm about to eat something. Look how, look how serious I am at that moment. And I know I'm thinking something like this. I'll have two and I just won't have the bun or something ridiculous. You know what I mean? And then it'll all be good. Or I, I'll hold a tomato. I don't know. Some, some bizarre... <laughs> Some bizarre justification of, of, of what's happening at that moment. And here's, here's another neat thing about that picture. I'd already been back at the gym for about nine months when that picture was taken. When I first started going back to the gym, Douglas and I were going, and I was going and working out. But it, my thought was this. I could go, if I went to the gym, I wouldn't have to change how I ate. <laughs> And that miraculously, just going to the gym, I was going to slim right back down again. And so I, I literally went to the gym for about a year, and I, I think I gained, I lost about two pounds, uh, something like that. Uh, it just, it wasn't, wor- uh, you know, I felt a little better. Uh, don't get me wrong, moving is good, but uh, I wasn't eating right. And, uh, and so I was just staying big. And, and you know, that's, that was me. I, I, and, I, you know, I... I uh, I never thought, and I actually had been bigger than that. It, it just, I, I don't even know how to explain what I'm thinking about. I look at that, and I, I, look, I feel uncomfortable looking at it. Um, and, and yet, you know, I used to get up. I, my wife used to get, she thought it was funny because when I would look in the mirror, I would hold my, anybody else ever do this? And you can't really hold that in very much, but I would, I would really hold it in and get a good picture of myself in the mirror. Oh, not so bad. And then I'd walk away. And it was bad. But, you know, you, you, you just sort of go, eh. So the thing that I, I really started to do um, some years ago was uh, in that process. And I, I don't, I, I've, all, I've loved Jesus for 25 years. Yeah, more, 20, 50, 28 years. Um, been in, in relationship with him and, and been in, you know, I think a, a, a connected fairly well. I mean, this is what I do. Um, but, but about four years ago, I, I just really started thinking about that question. And, and, uh, initially it was more of just getting more connected to God and, and really digging in to my time with him. And so that's why I think praying well is so important. I just, I, I took that and asked God to help me and I, it just came into another space, um, where, where I, I, all of a sudden, you know, I had a desire to get up early and pray and spend time with him and it became a priority 
with me to hang out with him. And as that began to happen, over time, uh, he just started helping me in these other areas to make better choices. And I, I still got lots of choices to make. I still, I have issues and struggles, and, and that's just the reality of life. I mean, I'm broken. Um, I've been broken my whole life. I, I've, I live in a broken place. And, and, uh, and so I, I, but I want to keep pressing in um, so that I can experience the life to the fullest that he has for me. And I, again, my motivation is just, I don't want the enemy to steal another moment. I don't want him to have any more. He's had way too much uh, of life. And uh, I just don't want that to happen. So uh, I want to uh, continue to press in and listen for the Lord. So, um, so in some areas, I, I have some experience with what's going on and how that works. Um, so what I want to do today, because we're not going to go forever and ever, is I just want to talk about um, these five areas. Um, I'm not going to dig into them. We're going to move into them in the weeks. But I want to just give you sort of action points. It's on the back of the page of things that I'd like you to, to pray about doing this week. Uh, and if you're interested, and just little starting places. Because, see, you've you got to start a little bit at a time. Um, if you take it on all at once, you won't make it. You just won't make it. You know, I, I talked this morning a little bit about Barry over there. I, I got to run with him. I've been running with him on Saturdays for a while. And then this week we ran Friday and Saturday. And, and just in, in running with someone who's a runner, over time who's been very gracious to me, you know, and, and started with me very slow. But... Um, just to see how things progressed. We, we, we ran the other uh, Saturday morning three miles in um, under 27 minutes, which is really good for me. It's eight minutes and 40-some seconds a mile. When I started running with him, it was only, we were doing 12-minute miles. Um, and, you know, if I'd have tried to run an eight then, I'd have died. I almost died the other day with him because at the end I'm like, he's like, come on, one more sprint. And the guy has this gear. He's amazing. You've got to see him run sometime. Like, we're running, man, and I'm, I'm going with all I got. And he does this thing on his toes, and all of a sudden he's like 50 yards in front of me, and it's the wildest thing I've ever seen. I'm like, how do you do that? He's gone. And he starts doing that at the end. I'm like, dude, I'm going to throw up. Oh, okay, well, don't do that. So, but see, there's something. Here's why I think this meeting's important. There's something about having someone that's with you that encourages you that makes these journeys possible. And that's one of the things I was talking about, see, in, uh, on Sunday mornings, how God gives us each other, see, uh, in the body of Christ uh, to encourage one another, not to condemn, not to judge. We're all broken. We're all a mess. But just say, you know what? I'm for you. How can, how can I help you to, to stay on this journey? What can I do? How can I pray for you? How can I encourage you? What can I do to help you in the process? Because I struggle too. That there's something about doing it together that makes a significant difference in our lives. And, and so... Part of that's what we're doing here. So, so here's little action points for today. Praying well. Um, if, you, if you didn't get a chance to listen to the message from this morning, I, I laid out the first part of praying well on Sunday morning. Um, and, and it was about spending five minutes in the morning reading the Psalms and maybe five minutes at night, maybe less. It doesn't take that long. And starting that process, starting there in your spiritual life, just there, just the reading of the Psalms every day and night. And that um, if you didn't hear this morning's message, go listen to it. It's on the website because I lay it out pretty well on how you get to it. And uh, on the main sites, keysvineyard.com and preachinginshorts.com, there's a link now that says, do you want to get well? It's spelled out, D-Y-W-T-G-W, on the website. And it says next to it, praying well. And then there's links under it. And the first one is daily salt intake. Click on that. It'll take you through the readings. Start with that. Okay, that, we've got to get that. If, if we don't get any, if that, if that doesn't come into line, the rest of these things are going to be a real struggle. Um, eating well. Eating well is important even if e- eating isn't your issue. Um, 
um, if the, the better you eat, the, way, the, the better it impacts these other areas of your life. And, uh, and so I, I'm not saying, you know, don't... Um, here's all I'm asking you to do in the beginning is just to become aware of what you eat. And, and what I would recommend is if you can, um, just do this. Just write down what you eat. That's it. But write down everything. And, and, and you know, and, and don't like think milkshakes don't count. All right? No, I drank that. Okay, so eat and drink. Whatever you eat and drink, write that down this week. Just write it down. Not, nothing, don't dig into it. You don't need to look up any of the, how many calories are in it. Just write it down. I just want you to just write it down every day. When I started to write down what I ate, it freaked me out. No way. I ate like a half a jar of mayonnaise today. How did that happen? <laughs> I like mayonnaise. Anyway, um, not that I sat there and ate mayonnaise, but you know what I mean. It was, it was just the, it's eye-opening if you'll do it. So just do that. Just, just write it down. Not, just, just write it down. That's, that's, I'm not saying change a thing. Don't change a thing. Don't, don't, don't. So, and you won't hear me say these two horrible words that most people don't like, diet and exercise. Because people, oh, and no, I don't. Eating well and moving well. That's what we're talking about. All right? Eating well and moving. Just, just eating well, moving well. So for eating well, just write down what you eat. That's all I want you to do. As far as moving well, here's the deal. Everybody needs to move some. Um, if you're not moving, start somewhere. Nothing real drastic. Just walk for a few minutes every day. And listen, um... At this point, this is where some of you, you may need to go and see a doctor before you do anything like that, all right? That's an important step. Um, when I started seriously making changes in how I was going to um, try and eat better, I did go and see a doctor first. I didn't take anything. I just asked for his advice. Like, can I, can I make these changes in my life, and what would that look like? And, and uh, he gave me some ideas, and, and um, I actually... Um, did this uh, thing called Metafast for about three months where you drink these horrible milkshakes and then eat one meal a day. And it helped. Um, I, I did it for a few months, but I didn't like it because it wasn't life-changing. I just couldn't wait till it was done. You know, I mean, it wasn't helping me any. I was like, oh, this is horrible. And so I got off of that and I did Weight Watchers online for a while and that was helpful um, because that helped me with portion control. And then um, uh, eventually I just started, and we'll talk about this, the science of calories and just burning more than you eat. We'll go ahead there. But as far as moving, um, I don't start, you know, jumping out there and thinking, okay, I got to move and, and take on something you can't do. Simple, simple, simple. If you're not doing anything, walk. And just walk a little. And then build up to it, okay? Um, and so that's for, that's for that. But you need to move. You were created to move. You were designed to move. You need to move and, and get some movement in your life. Living well. Um, this is all about living uh, every day by trying to do the next right thing. We talk about that, and our whole series on Sunday mornings has been about that. And just keep that up. Be aware of the attack. Be aware of the lies of the enemy, and really press in and listen for the voice of the Lord. And then resting well. Um, this needs to become a, something you consider a priority in your life, not a luxury. Somehow we've gotten those things confused. Um, and my encouragement would be to um, sort of... Try and wean yourself off of late night activities where you're watching TV too late or you get on the Facebook thing and you all of a sudden you get stuck on there. So many people are, are swapping sleep for false relationship on Facebook. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying don't do those things. Just saying, you know, figure out better times for them 
and don't let them consume your life. Because those things can be addictive, right? All those things can be addictive. You know, the, we, we, oh, I have to watch a show. Why? You know what I mean? It's like, whatever. Or I got to get on Facebook and check everything out. You know, you should set a timer. Some of you need to set a timer when you sit down on Facebook. Set it for five minutes. And when it rings, go, I'm done. Um, and you'll feel a lot better, uh, especially late at night. Because the next thing you know, you'll look and all of a sudden you've spent three hours on there and that could have been rest time. And if you don't rest well, it impacts every area of your life. God created you to rest. He made you that way. So just be thinking about that. Now, um, also, um, start some kind of journal where you start to write, um, just not, not crazy, but just sort of record your prayer time. You know, are you spending time in prayer and what's that look like? Because if you're not, you, you'll forget it. You know, start to write down what you, what, what you eat. Just kind of write that down. Um, when you move, write that down. What's that look like? Uh, you know, um, when, when you uh, make good decisions and when you're tempted not to make good decisions, start thinking about that. And how much rest you're actually getting. When are you actually kind of checking out for the night and when are you waking up? Uh, and start looking at those things and seeing how they impact you just so you begin to have some information. So one of the things I did, and, and this, is my, this is my last point, um, I, I like using techie things sometimes, but you don't have to. This works fine. If you're a pencil and paper person, all good. That'll work as long as you do it. But um, I have all these neat things around me, and I've never been a big Twitter fan. You guys know about the Twitter? Uh, people tweet and do stuff all the time. If you have a smartphone, you have the capability of doing twi Twitter, which is free, by the way. And uh, so what I did with Twitter was I made a list um, on, my, on a website I'll tell you about in a minute, and, and um, I can just tweet those little things to, to this list, and then I can see them whenever. And I made the list with other people in mind, but I haven't told anybody about it until right at this moment. And the list is called um, Tweet Yourself Well. Uh, would you like that? Tweet Yourself Well? And, and uh, uh, I have little code names for each of these five areas that, that I have in there. And, and so um, what I started doing was when I sat down to pray, I would just put in there, hey, I'm sitting down to pray at 6 o'clock. When I, when I stopped, I got, you know, I got 30 minutes in, it was great. Whatever, tweet. Then it t just tweets to this list, nobody sees it. And, um, and then I would, you know, I would tweet because I wanted to record what I eat. This is what, I, what I'm going to eat. And I, I would type that in there. And then um, I, I would put, okay, and this is what I went and did for some, some exercise. Boom, I just went and ran or whatever. I'd stick that in there. Um, you know, I'm going to get some sleep, whatever. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, if I'm feeling like making a bad choice, sometimes I'll tweet that to this list just to get it out there in the open. And, and so I, I came up with names for each one of these areas. I, th I think I put them on the sheet. I don't know. But, um, so it's, for praying well, it's, it's tweet when you entreat. You know, like to entreat is another name for, for prayer. So, and it rhymed with tweet. And so I would just do that, tweet that. And then for eating well, tweet before you eat. That's a pretty big step um, because if you tweet it before you eat it, you might go, I'm really about to eat all that, and you might not do it. So that's a pretty good one. Tweet your moving feet. I like to remember these things. Tweet before you cheat. Um, that's about, you know, doing it God's way or not and cheating yourself out of life by, by going in the wrong direction. And then the last one is treat when, uh, tweet when you retreat, um, which is when you go to sleep because that's, you know, retreat is a time of rest, not like I'm running away from things. Um, but, but just start connecting with, even if you don't tweet those things, um, just start connecting with being aware of them. That's why I did it. I wanted to be aware of those areas of my life because I know how important they are. And so um, if, you, if you 
if you have a phone and you want to tweet, just and I don't put I have two Twitter accounts because I don't want that stuff on my my other Twitter account where I put all my messages and everything because I don't think people want to read necessarily who don't care about that stuff what I'm about to eat you know what I mean and it's not that we all need to care about those things with each other but if they all flow on this list you kind of get to see what's happening and it's a good sort of reminder hey this is where I'm at and these are the things that I'm doing it's just a play to do it you don't have to do it but it's on the website um, if you would like to do that and um, I, I build websites for stuff all the time, so I made one just for this, and it's called, um, it's the initials for doyouwantogetwell.com, all right? So you can go check it out. It's mostly done. Um, it has links to some good stuff, and I think it's helpful, and we'll put all these messages on there, and the videos, and the stuff that we're doing, and the stuff that we're learning, and places for you to share about what you're getting from it, and I'd like you to go and try it out, and see what it's at, and give me suggestions to how we can make it better, but all those things are there. And uh, so I have that for you tonight. And also back in the back, there's a big basket full of wristbands. I'm also a big fan of wristbands. I don't know why, but they help me. And this one asks, it just says on it, do you want to get well? With a question mark. Um, that's a great reminder, I think, for me um, every day to look at um, throughout the day. So I've been, it's this green one here. There's a bunch of those back there. Take, take one for you and take one and invite somebody, all right? And just say, hey, why don't you come? We've got a little thing we're doing. And we want to get, uh, we want to get well, and uh, help ourselves in the process. So that's what all I really wanted to do, sort of an introduction. Next week we're going to dig deeper into uh, these areas, and over the next, like I said, 12 weeks, we'll hit them all, and we'll talk about ideas, and we'll talk about how we can move into it, and and uh, you know, see, things like moving well don't have to be boring. We get into some fun activities, and we'll start some affinity groups that do that. And eating well is a good thing. It's not like you're never going to eat again. And, all those things. So I want you to check that out um, over the next weeks. So um, I want to pray before we go. And uh, maybe we'll, we'll uh, after we pray, you can, you can go if you want. We'll worship a little bit. If you're done up there, you can go ahead and shut that recording off if you haven't already. But, uh, but you can do that for me. And uh, 